everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we are going to jump into Ezekiel chapters 1 to 4. Uh, it's a little bizarre, so if you just want to hear some weird stuff, uh, you might want to stick around for Ezekiel 1 to 4. As always, go read it for yourself or stick around to listen to us read it at the end of the podcast. Uh, we'd love for you to track with us and hear God's words more than our own words. So as we go through Ezekiel 1 to 4, Jenny, what do you want to talk about today? I think it's just it's like what you were saying. It's very odd. Um, so we're introduced to um, Ezekiel as being someone who is exiled. So that's kind of an interesting perspective. So he is not just like this random guy, but he is experiencing the same thing that God's people are. So that's always interesting to me because when I think of the people that were exiled, I think of just the people that were totally off, but everybody was taken. So let me just set that in context for a second. Uh, there were several exiles. Mm -hmm. So the one we just read about is kind of like the final total exile in 586. But the people of Judah were carried into exile in phases. And so many people believe that Ezekiel was part of a relatively early phase, probably around 597. So Ezekiel is carried into exile and he receives this vision and is called to be a prophet while Jeremiah is still back in Jerusalem uh, trying to get the people to turn back to God. So we, we've we heard Jeremiah's perspective as the prophet who was in Jerusalem, in Judah, trying to get people's attention to turn back to the Lord. Now we're going to get Ezekiel's perspective as somebody who was carried into exile early on and is also telling the people who were carried into exile in Babylon, turn back to God, return to the Lord, live a life that is holy. And so it's the same message essentially uh, but it is two relatively different audiences. You would think that the people who were already carried into exile might be a softer audience. Uh, so we will find that out as we go. Well, basically what, what caught my attention is that that he is there with them. So like yeah. that is interesting because like I was saying, when I think of the exiled people, I think of all of the ones who were completely against God, and that's not the case. Yeah. So Ezekiel is um, kind of like picked out among all of the the exiled and he is given this specific vision from God of these like weird creatures <laughs> and like their likeness is like different beasts so like one looks like I guess each has its they four, have four heads faces or faces yep. or whatever uh looks like a lion an ox an eagle um there's human characteristics so just like odd like this guy on they have waists <laughs> they have faces yeah they have wings they have very wings that weird. touch which is very very similar to the description of the cherubim on the top of the ark yeah. of the covenant uh, they rise and fall with the spirit of the lord there's ultimately another being above these beings that seems to be the lord i, I guess overall it just it's really odd but he does have this message that he's supposed to take to the people, just as kind of a reminder of like, hey, like God is still here. He requires like the same thing he required of you before you were exiled. Um, and he kind of gives him the same comfort. It reminded me of Moses. Like, don't you're not going to want to be saying these things, but like, don't be afraid because I'm with you. You'll be fine. Um, and then in chapter two, another thing that stuck out was he is referred to as 
um, Ezekiel is referred to as like a watchman for Israel. And that is a unique word. And we've this is not the first time we've heard it specifically speaking about prophets. And I don't know, I feel like that word just kind of like has special meaning these days. I feel like I've been hearing that word often, um, especially about prophets, about just the church in general. Um, but that word sticks out to me. I don't know about you. Like, does that have meaning to you at all? Well, I mean, apparently he's appointed as a watchman over God's people who are rebellious and not living in a way that they're supposed to. And so I guess it's a unique job, but it's a tough job Mm -hmm. um, because Ezekiel is going to be bringing a message that people don't want to hear. Right. Chapter three is interesting because it expands that watchman idea Mm -hmm. and it God puts a level of personal responsibility on Ezekiel that's sort of interesting um, and I, I, I'd kind of like to think about it some more and kind of mine out of it what I can. But God is basically saying like, hey, Ezekiel, I'm going to give you a message. And if you speak this message, you will be forgiven of any kind of responsibility. But if you refuse to speak my message and these people turn from me and you haven't told them, uh, the blood of these people will be on your hands. Yeah. So there is this level of responsibility that God is laying at Ezekiel's feet saying, hey, you must preach this message, and if you do preach the message, whatever they do is up to them. But if you don't speak, um, the responsibility of these these sinful people's lives is on you. So it tells us a couple things. One, God wants his people to know that they need to turn from their sin, and he wants to use Ezekiel to convince the people to turn from their sin. And also, I think... Um, it shows like a level of personal responsibility for people who are called by God's name to represent God well and speak out, you know, uncomfortable things to people who are far from God and need to hear about what it means to be holy before the Lord and live a life that is honoring to the Lord. So this is an interesting passage um, for I don't know, for those of us, I guess, that want to believe we can just live as Christians and kind of keep to ourselves and not be too offensive Mm -hmm. to other people, uh, because that's certainly not what God asked Ezekiel to do. God asked Ezekiel to be very upfront, very forward with his message so that people would have an opportunity to repent. And so this does clash with that idea of just living peaceably and letting people make the decisions they want to make. Well, I think that that whole thing about... um as a watchman and this, this duty he has almost that like carries a lot of weight Oh, because I think I've always heard that saying, like, especially with like missionaries. So like, if they're not going to hear, like, how are they going to hear the message if you're not taking it to them? And I think that kind of weighs heavy on my heart sometimes. Like if I'm just going to live this life where I have this like eternal treasure that I'm just not sharing with people, like, I kind of feel that same weight that's being called out onto um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel in this passage. Now, I, I understand that, like, this is a very different time, very different whatever. But I think that kind of carries over, though, even to today. Because, like, shoot, eternity is is always at stake for people who don't know the Lord or who haven't heard or, or whatever. So I think that's a little bit of, like, a challenge in a way from specifically these passages the uh, magician pen gillette of pen and teller they're not as popular as they used to be i don't think I but say, i don't even know these names <laughs> you're talking about uh, i've used a video that he has i'm sure you can still find it on youtube but he basically says how much do you have to hate a person oh, to believe yes. that there is a hell and that they are going to go to it and 
to not speak up not about that. Him. And yeah. Penn at the time was a atheist. Like he didn't believe in God at all, but he was saying like, Hey, I, I kind of hate Christians because they believe in this eternal damnation. Like you believe that you're, you're going to live out a life completely eternally mm-hmm. separated from God, completely um, eternally tormented in hell. And you keep that to yourselves. Like that's very bizarre. Like if you see somebody crossing the street and a truck is about to hit them, you don't just let the truck hit them. You try right. to stop it from happening. And so I think, I mean, the, the video, go check it out for yourselves. I'm sure you can find it. Um, it's it's pretty compelling mm-hmm. and it will make you think. Uh, but I think it is a similar message that God is giving Ezekiel, basically saying, hey, you need to, you need to preach this word. And if you don't, I am going to hold you responsible. Mm-hmm. Now, if you preach the word and people choose to believe you're dumb and are just making stuff up, then they're responsible. But I am giving you a responsibility here. So I think a possible your part, um, and I don't want to draw this out further than it should be, but a possible your part is that we do have some level of res- responsibility mm-hmm. to represent God well and to speak his word well and to confront sin well. And I know that that is not necessarily a popular opinion at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very much in a culture, at least we are, in a culture of, hey, keep to yourself, let people make the decisions they want to, and like maybe eventually they'll come to God. Uh, but how are they going to come to God if nobody's telling them? And how are they going to stop sinning if they're not even aware that what they are doing is sinning? And so I think we should not be too comfortable uh, in our keep peaceably to yourself kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. And I do think we could use a little bit of poking and prodding every once in a while to be more vocal about our faith, uh, to be more representative of our faith. And ultimately, I think the reason that we end up not being representative of our faith is because we're just afraid of people thinking we're stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, literally, Ezekiel is about to lay down on the ground and eat food cooked with poop. So so gross. (laughs) So it seems like he he basically understood he was going to look stupid to some degree. And he does protest a little bit, but he ends up doing it. And so, yeah, like what we believe, um, it does rub people the wrong way. But if what we believe is true... How much would we have to hate a person to not yeah. tell them what they're mm-hmm. destined for? So uh, speak up, speak up and share the truth with love and compassion and grace and mercy. Um, but, you know, don't be so overwhelmed with grace and mercy that you never get around the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So think through what that looks like for you and your life. Uh, and Jenny and I will certainly be thinking through what that looks mm-hmm. like for us and our lives. So we'll be back again tomorrow with more Ezekiel. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Ezekiel chapter one. In the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the exiles by Chebar Canal, the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiachin, the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the Shebar Canal, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. As I looked, behold, a stormy wind came out of the north and a great cloud with brightness around it, and fire flashing forth constantly, in the midst of the fire, as if it were gleaming metal. And from the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. 
They had a human likeness, but each had four faces, and each of them had four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like burnished bronze. Under their wings and on their four sides they had human hands, and the four had their faces and the wings as thus. Their wing touched one another. Each one of them went straight forward without turning as they went. As for the likeness of their faces, each had a human face. The four had the face of a lion on the right side, the four had a face of an ox on the left side, and the four had a face of an eagle. Such were their faces, and their wings were spread out above. Each creature had two wings, each which touched the wing of another, while the two covered their bodies, and each went straight forward. Wherever the spirit would go, they went without turning as they went. And for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like the burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches moving to and fro among the living creatures. And the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning, and the living creatures darted to and fro, like the appearance of the flash of lightning. Now as I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the earth beside the living creatures, one of each of the four of them. As for the appearance of the wheels and their construction, their appearance was like the gleaming of beryl. And the four had the same likeness, their appearance and construction being as it were a wheel within a wheel. When it went, they went in any of the four directions without turning as they went. And their rims were tall and awesome, and the rims of all four were full of eyes all around. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures rose from the earth, the wheels rose." Wherever the Spirit wanted to go, they went, and the wheels rose along with them, for the Spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When those went, these went, and when those stood, those stood. And when those rose from the earth, the wheels rose along with them, for the Spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. Over the heads of the living creatures there was like the likeness of an expanse, shining like awe-inspiring crystal, spread out above the heads, and under the expanse their wings were stretched out straight, one toward another, and each creature had two wings covering its body. And when they went, I heard the sound of their wings like the sound of many waters, like the sound of the Almighty, a sound of tumult like the sound of an army. When they stood still, they set down their wings, and there came a voice from above the expanse over their heads. When they stood still, they let down their wings, and above the expanse over their heads there was like the likeness of a throne." In appearance like sapphire, and seated above the likeness of the throne, was a likeness with a human appearance. And upward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw there was gleaming metal, like the appearance of fire enclosed all around. And downward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and there was brightness around him, like the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud on the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness all around. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard the voice of one speaking. Chapter 2 And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak with you. And he spoke to me. The Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I send you to the people of Israel, to nations of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants are also imprudent and stubborn, and I send you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, and whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they will know what a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, 
Be not afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words. Though briars and thorns are with you, and you sit on scorpions, be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. And you shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Be not rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. And when I looked, behold, a hand was stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it. And he spread it before me, and it had writing on the front and on the back, and there were written on it words of lamentation and mourning and woe. Chapter 3 And he said to me, Son of man, eat whatever you find here. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly with this scroll that I give you, and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. And he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with my words to them. For you are not sent to a people of foreign speech and of hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not too many peoples of foreign speech and a hard language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely I sent you to such they would listen to you. But the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you, for they are not willing to listen to me. Because all the house of Israel have a hard forehead and a stubborn heart. Behold, I have made your face as hard as their faces, and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. Like emery, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Fear them not, nor be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak to you receive in your heart and hear with your ears, and go to the exiles, to your people, and speak to them, and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, whether they hear or refuse to hear. Then the Spirit lifted me up. I heard behind me the voice of a great earthquake. Blessed be the glory of the Lord from its place. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures as they touched one another, and the sound of the wheels beside them, and the sound of a great earthquake. The Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit, and the hand of the Lord being strong upon me. And I came to the exiles at Tel Abib, who were dwelling by the Chebar Canal. And I sat there where they were dwelling, and I sat there overwhelmed among them seven days. And at the end of the seven days the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from the wicked way, in order to save his life, that wicked person shall die for his iniquity but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die for his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. Again, if a righteous person turns from his righteousness and commits injustice, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because you have not warned him. He shall die for his sin. And his righteous deeds that he has done shall be not remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the righteous person not to sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live, because he took warning, and you will have delivered your soul. And the hand of the Lord was upon me there, and he said to me, Arise, go out into the valley, and there I will speak with you. So I arose and went out into the valley, and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there like the glory that I had seen by the Chebar Canal, and I fell on my face. 
But the Spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And he spoke with me and said to me, Go shut yourself within your house. And you, O son of man, behold, cords will be placed upon you, and you shall be bound with them, so that you cannot go out among the people. And I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth, so that you shall be mute and unable to reprove them. For they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, He who will hear, let him hear. And he who will refuse to hear, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Chapter 4 And you, son of man, take a brick and lay it before you, and engrave on it a city, even Jerusalem, and put siege works against it. Build a siege wall against it, and cast up a mound against it. Set camps also against it, and plant battering rams against it all around. And you, take an iron griddle, and place it on an iron wall between you and the city, and set your face toward it, and let it be a state of siege, and press the siege against it. This is a sign for the house of Israel. Then lie on your left side, and place the punishment of the house of Israel upon it. For the number of days that you lie on it, you shall bear their punishment. For I assign to you a number of days, 390 days, equal to the number of the years of their punishment. So long shall you bear the punishment of the house of Israel, and when you have completed these, you shall lie down a second time, but on your right side, and bear the punishment of the house of Judah. Forty days I assign you to a day for each year, and you shall set your face toward the siege of Jerusalem, with your arm barred, and you shall prophesy against the city. And behold, I will place cords upon you, so that you cannot turn from one side to the other, till you have completed the days of your siege. And you take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and emmer, and put them into a single vessel and make your bread from them. During the number of days that you lie on your side, 390 days you shall eat it, and on your food that you shall eat be my... And your food that you shall eat shall be by weight, 20 shekels a day. From day to day you shall eat it, and water you shall drink by measure, the sixth part of a hin. From day to day you shall drink, and you shall eat it as a barley cake, baking it in their sight of human dung. And the Lord said, Thus shall be the people of Israel eat their bread unclean among the nations where I drive them. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I have never defiled myself. From my youth up till now I have never eaten what died of itself, or was torn by beasts, nor has tainted meat come into my mouth. Then he said to me, See, I assign to you cow's dung instead of human dung, on which you may prepare your bread. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, behold, I will break the supply of bread in Jerusalem. They shall eat bread by weight and with anxiety, and they shall drink water by measure and in dismay. I will do this, that they may lack bread and water, and look at one another in dismay, and rot away because of their punishment. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.